You're listening to Vermont Credit Unions On Air, a service of the Association of Vermont Credit Unions. And in this episode, our guest is Trent Lowley, who is an underwriter of Vermont's own Opportunities Credit Union based in Winooski, Vermont. More importantly for our purposes today, though, Trent is an up-and-coming young credit union professional who recently returned from CUNA's annual Government Affairs Conference in Washington, D.C. He was there as Vermont's crash participant. Uh, more on that in the crash program in a few minutes. But in the meantime, hey, thanks for joining us today, Trent. Absolutely. Glad to be here. It's awesome that uh, we could get together like this and, and have this chat. Um, before we get into the crash program and your experience there and, and the CUNA Government Affairs Conference and all of that, let's share with people something about you. What's your background? How did you come to be at Opportunities Credit Union, and what do you do there, and all of that good sure. kind of stuff? Sure, yeah. So I've been there for about three years now, but I started out because it was a requirement uh, for school. Uh, I went to Champlain College, which is in Burlington, and one of the requirements for graduation was to take an internship, and right. I happened to stumble upon uh, becoming an accounting intern at Opportunities Credit Union. And by then, I didn't really know too, too much about credit unions, I don't know, from a young age I had been involved in banks, so it was yeah. interesting to learn the difference, and uh, I just fell in love with my coworkers and the work that I was doing. Uh, not so much the accounting part, <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't too much a fan of that, but um, by the time I had finished school, they had offered me a position as a loan processor in, awesome. in mortgages, and uh, I had done that for about two years, and then the underwriter position opened up, and they, they gave me a chance, and it's been great ever since. Wonderful. So your first exposure to credit unions and cooperatives and all the credit union philosophy and all that was as an intern at Opportunities Correct. Credit yes. Union. Mm-hmm. Great. And, I mean, it's just been, especially since going to the GAC event, uh, just learning more and more about the impacts and the difference between them and banks has just been... I don't know. It just makes me want to stay even longer, I guess. So, right. So I was going to ask you that. So you said you, you've been at Opportunities for about three years, I think Three it years, is. yeah. Um, so your exposure during this, well, to the Government Affairs Conference and your exposure during this crash program, which we'll talk about, um, brings up a lot of philosophy of credit unions and people helping people and all that kind of stuff. So you had been exposed to some of that over the past three years, but you probably got flooded with a whole lot more Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was... Very interesting to learn about how other credit unions operate across the country, depending on what services they offer, yeah. and um, just the impacts that they have on their community. It's been great to hear all their all their stories. So we've mentioned the crash program and the CUNA Government Affairs Conference a number of times. People can probably figure out what the Government Affairs Conference is based on it being called Governmental Affairs and Conference. But what's this crash program all about? Sure, yeah. So um, it really just gives young professionals the opportunity to... Uh, it was interesting because they kind of forced us into these networking events. So it really it really allowed us to uh, get our voices out there and learn how we can further ourselves into credit unions and uh, further our careers. So as I recall, the crash program, which I think is I don't know if it's sponsored or coordinated by the uh, Filene Research Institute, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, it has a has a limited number for this event has a limited number of participants in it so how do you recall how they get to that point yeah so they um invite people from all across the country to apply and then they end up picking uh, one person uh from each state, per state yeah, yeah to represent their state and yeah see see how it all goes and do i recall correctly that you did you, did you end up submitting like a video or just a written yes, application? Yes, yeah. So part of the application was giving our background and 
basically explaining why we thought we should be able yeah. to go there and the video, which I didn't think I did a great job, but I guess I guess it worked out. So it's as simple as basically saying what you'd put in writing, but while you're exactly, doing yeah. a selfie a video kind long, of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure other people went for more impact, but I really just talked about uh, – myself and what I do for the credit union yeah. and how we differ from other credit unions and yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, it's great that you got selected. Um, I know we had uh, some number, I forget how many of applicants from Vermont uh, and then of course in larger states, they have more people that apply, but uh, to be singled out and I'm not sure of the process that they go through to determine, you know, who's in and who's not and whatnot to come up with whatever number of people that they come up with. Um, but uh, but that's awesome. So, uh, governmental affairs conference is well. It's not really a whole week, but it's you know takes up the bulk of the week. So, what's it like being a crasher at the at the GAC? Sure. Yeah. So when we first got there, obviously we uh, had some times to try to get get to know all the other crashers, and then uh, the the first day of the actual event, that's when we were we had our own like conference room where. We had a bunch of different speakers and different uh, influential people in credit unions, and they all came and they talked to us about what they did. Um, they gave us networking advice. They gave us um, just tips on how to, to navigate the, the conference and how to get the best or the most from our experience while we were there. Um, and then that's when they kind of threw us into meeting with all these other professionals, whether that be... Uh, for lunch, we would just get assigned a random table with other uh, credit union professionals, and we were just there to, yeah, network, essentially. So it's a lot of networking with uh, other crashers from other states and that whole exposure to whatever their credit unions do and what their environment is like and all of that and what they do for a job, but also exposure to other people within the credit union system with other jobs and so on and so forth. So uh, are they, is is it, it sounds like it's mostly, uh, or a large part of it, um, that uh, kind of a networking kind of situation for whatever number of days it spans. Um, when they're doing presentations, is it focused mostly on, uh, you know, creating philosophy or more technical kinds of things sure. or um, advocacy kind of stuff? Or Yeah, I'd say it was different for every speaker. And it kind of, it was a very linear, I guess, um, progression of who we saw. It started with yeah. um, actually the MCs of the event. So there was Andy Janning and Antonio Neves, I yeah. believe. Yeah. So they, they uh, came in and they basically... I don't know, talked about how to present ourselves and, um, yeah, just basically how to make the most of the experience in trying to meet as much people as possible, um, get our names out there, and integrate with all the other professionals there. And then from there, we started seeing um, some some vendors even and just how they operate in the credit union space. And, um, yeah, just a bunch of... I've, I've, feel bad because I'm forgetting some names, but it was really interesting how uh, different people advocated for credit unions and the different ways people work at work for credit unions, not necessarily at them. Um, yeah. So you mentioned like vendors. So probably some vendor comes in and talks about what they, what their business is and what they do in the financial services sector and, and whatnot, whether it's, you know, 
data processing or or debit card processing or what or insurance or whatever else they're yeah, so, about that aspect. Uh, we heard from, I think it was Savvy Money, and it was really interesting oh, yeah. hearing about how they're they offer credit monitoring and just I don't know. It's interesting to hear about these services yeah. that we don't offer at our credit union, but right. I, I I don't know. Hearing the benefits of them, uh, there was other people that worked for like young professional groups. So again, more networking and how we can set up those programs in our own states or our own credit unions if we don't have those set up already. Um, there was, yeah, motivational speakers. It was it was a, a wide variety, and it was just really interesting to hear hear from all of them. So I got a note here to myself to ask you, you know. What do you know now that you didn't know before you went to Washington for this GAC program? Sure. It, so I, I, I kind of touched on it before, but really right. just the credit union difference. Um, learning about how much more it seems that credit unions care about their community and the smaller businesses in the area. For example, I guess there was just uh, I guess there's a bunch of things that I, I learned, but one of the cool things I thought was just how uh, different credit unions offer different services. Not all credit unions are the same, sure. and how they uh, make money, essentially. There was a small credit union in the Southwest. I don't remember what state exactly, but um, with the coming changes to um, overdraft fees, mm -hmm. they were trying to figure out how to make money in other ways because it turned out to be it was like 40% of their income or something wow. like that. Um, and while I'm like, well, that's I'm, I'm glad that they're going away. They were talking about how that was their main revenue source for opening up two new branches so that they could better serve their community mm -hmm. um, and that they don't want to charge new fees in different areas just to make up for that loss in revenue. Sure. Um, so, I don't know, them discussing different ways to potentially make up that uh, money, uh, that was really interesting. And just really how much more impactful credit unions have been on small businesses in the area learning about how um, banks seem to, when the PPP loans started coming out during the pandemic, how banks kind of turned away from the smaller businesses. They right. didn't want to work with them. They kind of made it easier for credit unions to take advantage and really make that impact on right. the community and offer those loans to all different kinds of businesses. I know you participated in our virtual um, Hike the Hill um, with our Vermont congressional delegation uh, that we had uh, well, just yesterday, after before this recording, and um, and you may recall that was a, a sizable topic of discussion about uh, PPP loans and and the business loans that came from that afterwards. Um, and it does seem like, and I'm sure you're seeing this at Opportunities Credit into an increasing number of uh, entrepreneurs or small businesses or whatever turning to credit unions more and more, um, either because they like the cooperative nature and what they hear about credit unions or because they got turned away by a larger for-profit lender or for all or or they didn't know about credit unions before but for a whole bunch of reasons but you know regardless of the reason uh credit unions seem to be doing a bang-up job in that whole small business arena definitely it's i mean us included we've been able to take advantage of that program ex exceptionally helping all the yeah. different um businesses in our area it's right. been it's been it's rewarding even though i'm not necessarily a part of that it's definitely it was cool to see different places that i've even worked at applying for these loans and then us being able to help them out uh awesome yeah so uh as an underwriter in the credit you know you focus predominantly on and i should have asked this up front you focus predominantly on consumer 
uh, residential mortgages. Residential mortgages. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I had been doing processing for quite some time. Um, but the difference in, in underwriting has, it was definitely intimidating getting into it. Um, but now that it's, it's been a crazy year, um, I've definitely had a great support system around me in learning how to manage my time and, and all the new files that have been crossing my desk. Um, it's slowed down a bit now, so I've been focusing more on furthering my knowledge in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely learned a lot in the past year and hoping to grow on that. So off, uh, off track uh, a little bit, but you know, uh, as long as we got into a residential mortgage lending a little bit, so in, even though you haven't been doing it a real long time, uh, still over the past year or so that you've been doing that, um, have you seen changes um, in terms of um, you know that we keep hearing about like price cost of housing and and the difficulty for some people to get into absolutely. housing and all of that absolutely um it's definitely getting tighter for people as i've been seeing um trying to make things work especially for first-time home buyers we have a lot of great programs available but sure. just with rates rising um the limited supply in the market um people seeming to be able to list high asking prices and then being able to uh, go under contract for a significantly higher amount. Um, it's interesting to see who can actually still qualify for, for mortgages. And like like that one gentleman said yesterday at the virtual event, um, we can't even see some, some where, what, what's, what's happening with some homes because they're just being bought out with, uh, with cash. Right. So, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a weird problem. And I mean, it's, I don't see uh, anything changing in the future. I mean, there's not really new new homes being built in in our area, so it's really just people uh, what they're what they're able to ask for. Right. And it seems like more people uh, there's people have no problem paying with the paying the high costs, um, even though it seems a little it seems a little crazy. Uh, I think I was hearing. Before the pandemic, so say three years ago or so, uh, the cost of new construction going up because the cost of lumber was escalating yes. and, and other building materials and whatnot. Um, and then the pandemic comes along and then, you know, everything comes to a standstill. But then people trying to escape, I don't know, I suppose more populated areas or where, or where the pandemic was worse or whatnot. Um, you know, trying to buy housing in states like Vermont and that adding to the demand and causing price increases and it just it's just kind of cycle it is it just kind of snowballs it's it's crazy um but it's great that the members of opportunities credit union have folks like you uh in opportunities credit union to be able to guide them along into a system because i know opportunities does a whole lot of or i suspect opportunities does a whole lot of hand holding of, of of members definitely um we do sell to the secondary market but we do what we can um to make things work for different individuals right. in the house, we'll we'll make a, uh, some exceptions and uh, make it much a, a more plausible, uh, uh, like make it make, just making things more possible for them yeah. because it, it wouldn't be an option at other other institutions right. or in other areas. So it's been very rewarding to give give people that that opportunity. So. Back to the GAC uh, and the crash program specifically, because I got us off track a little bit from that. So, you know, now that you're back at work, um, 
after having gone through this crash program in your first government affairs conference, um, do you go back to work with, I don't know, something like a little bit of a different outlook about, um, you know, what you're what you're doing and what the organization you work for is doing for members and, and absolutely. So I was definitely feeling some burnout beforehand, uh, just with, like we were saying, just the, the demand we, we were seeing a lot of, uh, I was seeing a lot of work. So, uh, going to that event, uh, it was just very, very refreshing. And, um, just, being around all of, all of my all those peers and understanding that they're all going through the same things, um, everybody was able to share their story and yeah, it was very grounding and inspirational. Um, and I really tried to take my most from that. And now coming back to the office, I'm trying to apply all those skills, yep. all those things that I learned, um, trying to keep my head up and keep keep the positive energy moving forward because. Um, yeah, it was definitely uh, an eye-opening experience, and just hearing across the board how it was credit unions that was the the key that that helped the help drive the development of people's communities. Um, definitely helps me want it. It makes me want to stick around or work in some kind of advocacy to get the word out, like mm-hmm. just of how much credit unions do and what they can do for for others, for for new members or new Americans, people immigrating to the area. It's just incredible learning how everybody does their best when, when going to a credit yeah. union. Um, and I know it's only been a few days since you came back from Washington, but um, do you have any sense of whether any of the folks that you met, people who have been through the crash program, is there? do you have any sense of whether some of them you know, stay connected afterwards in terms of you made friends or people that you can lean on that hey we're thinking about doing this and my part of my credit union what do you do kind of stuff absolutely i mean that was probably the my best takeaway from that is that there's just a great support system across the country literally Mm -hmm. um of people that want each other to exceed that want me to to succeed and do the best for my community and for my credit union um it's funny we were already we're already planning a a reunion of sorts (laughs) Um, to try to just get everybody back together because, like you said, it's only been a week, but kind of wish we had more time there. Or it, it was it was a great growing experience, and I definitely want to keep those connections. So speaking of time, and I I should have squeezed this in early on, but my even though I haven't been through the crash program myself because uh, those days are long behind me now, but because uh, there's a I think there's an age limitation, isn't there? I'm not entirely sure. It's for the young and young at heart. Yeah, so okay. It, 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 there was definitely some, uh, it was a wide variety in a, a, there was a big age range for, for okay. the people attending. All right. Um, so, but most people are probably relatively new to their credit union That's career. the way it yeah. seemed, yeah. Other yeah. people had experience. It was interesting. A lot of the people that were there had experience in banks before oh. and now had been at credit unions and, I guess they did. It seems that they preferred it. <laughs> yeah. So this is their indoctrination into exactly, uh, yeah. everything cooperative and credit union. We we didn't really get into. Uh, you get flooded with lots of information and whatnot. But uh, as a crasher from a state at the CUNA Governmental Affairs Conference, I have this impression that the day's pretty long. Um, that it starts pretty early and it ends pretty late. Absolutely. So um, take us or talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, when we first got there, uh, we first 
met at a restaurant at about 5 p.m. And then we did a little scavenger hunt to try to get us to help us uh, get to know each other a little sure. better. Then I think that, yeah, that was Saturday. And then Sunday they had us up at 6.30. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which it wasn't so bad starting, but then when we finished at 10 p.m. or midnight and then all the crashers still wanted to hang out, so we'd be up past the past when we would wrap up with the conference not your typical sunday yeah definitely yeah. and then uh right after that it would be again uh, back up at six forty-five. um so i mean yeah it was 12 hour days at least and then we'd all want to hang out afterwards sure. so some mornings Socialize, i was even yeah. up to like three four in the morning and then i'd have to get up for our first event at seven and there's i'd have to get across town so making that balance was very challenging. Definitely uh, made up on some sleep with the small amounts of free time that we had. That was my, my only struggle there was just balancing sleep with wanting to get, get, get as much from, from the event as possible. Um, but yeah, it was, it was back to back to back to back. Um, so at sometimes it was kind of hard to soak some things in because I was still trying to I guess, um, fully understand what I had been told at the previous event or whatnot, because we were just running around all over the place. But it was it was a blast, and I would definitely do it again if I, if I had the opportunity. So what would you say to other people, you know, that are relatively new to their credit union in Vermont or any place, um, and they're, you know, new in their career, and they're asking you, what is this crash program all about? Should I you know, try to participate in it or pursue it or, or whatnot, you know, what words of wisdom would you have for them? Sure. Um, I definitely recommend anybody to at least apply. Yeah. Um, you don't have to commit to it if you do get accepted. Um, but it was definitely something that I didn't apply for, for the few years that I've been working at the credit union. It was recommended that, the, uh, that I give it a go mm -hmm. since I had started there. And I kind of was like, that's not really my scene. I'm kind of a sure. shy person, not really great at meeting new people. But, I mean, that's exactly what I took from it. I, those are the skills I feel like I was able to gain from it was great. trying to put myself out there, uh, step out of my comfort zone, and, yeah, learn about what everybody else is doing in the credit union space. Um, can't can't stress it enough that I recommend it to everybody. It was such a great experience. Uh, apply if you can. So it took a few years to get to it, but this was, sounds like it was your, uh, you know, jump in with both feet into the deep end of the credit union indoctrination pool. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was funny. As soon as we got there, uh, everybody was saying how the, the previous crashers that were now our mentors were all like, oh, you're going to love it. It's, it's going to be great. This, this and that. And it was like, oh, this is kind of starting, starting to sound like a cult. <laughs> uh, like, are there going to be like select times we can go to the bathroom? Um, but no, it was uh, exactly everything that they made it out to be. Again, yeah, when I first got there, I was kind of um, on edge, not really sure what to expect. But then I think that's what really helped me because I kind of just didn't want to have any expectations. Just go in there, try to take as much right. from it as take as right. much from it as I could, and it was just it was a great experience. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for sharing your experience with us, Trent. Uh, it's been great uh, talking to you. And, uh, you know, real glad that you had a really good uh, governmental affairs 
experience and a great crash experience at that at that event. Definitely, thank and, you. And uh, hope you end up um, being one of our great credit union leaders in the years to come. We'll see. That's that's. I definitely plan on sticking around. Then I've got some really the really tough questions that everybody okay. wants to hear your Let's answers to. And they are just these, well, not so random because I've got them written down, <laughs> but they are totally non-related questions, like your preference, milk or dark chocolate? Always been a chocolate person, but definitely definitely a dark chocolate person now. I, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm right there with you. Your favorite kind of music? Um, I love, I love hip-hop. I love kind of like alternative rock. I love classic music. When you're, when you're driving in the car? If you were, if you Honestly, were on a long I've been trip. listening oh. to podcasts lately or news. Ah. Uh, but yeah, if I'm if I'm in the car, probably some classic rock or something like that. Cool, awesome. Well, I'm right there with you on that too. And the uh, podcast was a good answer because you are recording a podcast, <laughs> so that was good. And lastly, uh, a famous person, living or dead, you'd like to have dinner with? Oh man, I'd say the president of Ukraine. Vladimir oh. Zelensky, I guess, just seeing his charisma and how he's yeah. handling the situation. Um, other than that, I'd probably say some other politician, maybe Jimmy Carter or other old presidents that, yeah, I'd love to, to pick their brain. I found it interesting, and I didn't really, I guess I should have known this before, but um, there are, you know, a fair number of credit unions in Ukraine um, that, uh, and I guess they have, uh, I learned that they have not one credit union system like we do here, and it's all under, uh, not under, but, you know, CUNA is a national trade association, but in Ukraine, in Ukraine, they have two or three, I think, associations of credit unions. Granted, I think their credit unions are all small, um, but, you know, the World Council of Credit Unions has some fundraising effort going on that I know some credit unions here in Vermont and across the country are contributing to, to, uh, support those, those credit unions and in their support of the people that are, um, you know, being challenged physically and financially in all kinds of different ways in their country. Um, so again, another non-related sidebar, but it's it's all what credit unions do. Thanks an awful lot for joining us today. Absolutely, anytime. It's been awesome chatting with you. And with that, we've reached the end of another Vermont Credians on Air podcast and hope you have found it interesting. You can hear all of our previously recorded podcasts by searching for Vermont Credians on Air in the iTunes store or at soundcloud.com. If you've got ideas for a podcast and something you'd like to hear about, then send it to podcast at vermontcreditunions with an S dot co-op, C-O-O-P. Until next time, this is Joe Bergeron and Trent Lowley thanking you for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.